0: I'm pumped. I'm ready. I can do this. I know how to stop now. I'm going way too fast. I'm going way too fast. I'm not slowing down. I cannot stop. I'm out of control. Welcome back to my podcast, Esme's Country Life. Before we begin, I have some really exciting news, and that is the podcast has hit 1 million downloads. So, thank you so much to everybody, every single one of you that have listened to Esme's Country Life and have enjoyed it. I really, really do appreciate it. And also, I want to say a huge thank you to Red Post for very kindly sponsoring the podcast as well. Also, if you haven't heard about Red Post, Red Post is an equestrian and country store based in the UK, but they also share all over the world. So um, if you want any equestrian or country needs, be sure to head to redpostquestrian.co.uk. But anyway, um, let's get in. It's been a week. We missed a week last week. So apologies about that. I was away in Dubai, which you would have heard um, in my previous podcast episode. So today I'm going to be talking all about that, which is going to be a little bit different to what my podcast normally is because it's called Esme's Country Life. And it's not really me in the countryside it's me in the desert basically and also about my holiday and I feel like my podcast I often talk about funny kind of relatable stories and I feel like going on holiday across the world to Dubai probably isn't the most relatable thing. Um, Me and my boyfriend are very very lucky to be in a position where we're able to go on holiday and travel and that kind of thing. So um, last week we went to Dubai for a week, which was lovely. He's been once before on a family holiday, probably about, what, four or five years ago? And I've never been before. So he was kind of like my tour guide. So also this is not going to be like a what, I mean, it's kind of going to be like my Dubai experience rather than like, I feel like loads of people are going to listen to this and it's going to be like their favourite holiday destination. They've been loads of times and they're going to be like, oh, you should have done this, you should have done that, that kind of thing. So um, this is what we got up to. Um, Of course, on our trip, some things went wrong. I also hugely embarrassed myself like I normally do. So um, carry on listening if you want to hear about that. Um, But anyway, whereabouts do we start? So um, Yeah, the first kind of hurdle was actually trying to get there. So went to Heathrow Airport. I was really excited because we were going from Heathrow Terminal 5. And that is one of my favourite terminals. I'm pretty sure it's the British Airways one. But I just feel like there's so much to do there. Like they have so many restaurants. They have so many shops. They have all the like really fancy shops that I like to kind of like look from the outside and don't really dare to go in because everything is far too expensive (laughs) if you know what I mean um but it's always fun to have a little mooch about have a little walk around there's always something to do there um Also, I feel like, I think, I don't know if I mentioned this in the previous episode, but I feel like when you go to Heathrow compared to Gatwick, Heathrow is like, you're going somewhere big, you're going somewhere out of Europe, you're going to a different continent. So I always feel like I get really hyped up and excited when I go to Heathrow, even though last time I went to Heathrow, I went to Paris, which really isn't that far away when you think about it, if you live in the UK. Um, But anyway, so everything was normal, went to our gate, got there. And then we're just sitting there, chilling on our phones, scrolling away, um, keeping an ear out for, you know, getting ready to, you know, board and get on the plane. And then and half an hour went by and we were like, oh, we should really be getting on the plane now if we're going to make, if it's going to like, the plane's going to take off in time. And then we were sitting like right opposite the board as well. And we were like, okay something seems a little bit off because normally if a flight is delayed on the screen it will say like flight delayed that kind of thing or all just said just go to gate normal that kind of thing didn't say boarding yet and so we were there like okay this isn't sounding good and then on this microphone on the speaker they said oh just hang on like another it's going to be probably like 45 minutes and we're like oh that's a bit annoying but it's all right we'll, we'll get on our flight and then we ended up waiting so long that the people that were on the gate next to us were boarding and going to Dubai. So when we heard that on the speaker, we were like, oh yeah, let's go. And then we realised it was the other gate, not our gate. So we were still waiting. And then they said, apparently there was a technical difficulty with the plane and they were trying to get engineers to come out. And then they were like, you know what? Flight's been cancelled. Go home. Your next flight is at two o'clock tomorrow. So we were like, is it going to be 2 a.m. or 2 p.m.? Because the person on the speaker didn't say it first. So we were like, are we going to be waiting for like four hours, because this was an evening flight as well. So we were supposed to get on our plane around nine, half nine. And this was probably about 11 o'clock at night at this point. And we were like, so this is also, this is a very first world problem. Like this is, this is not a bad problem to have. Like your flight's been delayed to go on an incredible holiday. Like I don't want to sound like I'm complaining, but this is just how the story went about. So we were like, okay, That's fine. At least we're not going to be getting on a plane that might crash because it's got a technical fault. And then we walked all the way to like the other side of the airport and we were like waiting, that kind of thing, like what's going on. And this has happened to me once before when um, me and my dad were working in Geneva at a horse show. We were trying to get back, but there was really bad snow in the UK, not in Geneva, like, they're, they're prepared for the snow, UK, not prepared for the snow at all, so we ended up having to, I think if we were third flight or fourth flight lucky, we had, like, so many that were cancelled, so this happened to me before, and I was, like, it's all right, we won't get in the really long queue to get, like, a voucher to stay at a hotel, we will just book a hotel, get there, because last time that happened to us in Geneva, um, loads of the hotels, like, nearby where the airport is, um, airlines kind of overbook them so there were people that were without it was just a bit of a a bit of a nightmare so I was like let's not do that again let's just book the nicest hotel within the I think it was 200 pounds or 250 pounds was the threshold like that was the most expensive hotel that you were allowed to book and get like compensation so I'll keep you updated with, with if we get any compensation back but hopefully we will definitely get it for the hotel night that we stayed at um because this was so late at this point and we're quite a few hours away from where the airport is, so it we probably wouldn't have been back until like four in the morning or something ridiculous, so we're like let's just get a hotel. It'll be fine. We'll pretend we're on holiday um so that was nice um but anyway yeah we we were all waiting in this queue, and I don't know how many passengers were on our plane, probably about three hundred um and we were we were speed walking like two fit twenty two year olds zooming along um. And we got there first and um, we're waiting at this sort of desk where it was kind of like customer service, customer help to try and figure out how we were going to actually leave because we'd been through passport control and all that kind of stuff. We actually, you can't just, you know, walk out an airport. You have to be escorted by someone and then you have to scan your passport and go through border control again. So to get to there, we had to be escorted by someone and she could only take six people at, at a time. And we were, you know, there first talking to this lady and um, what was really this, like this, this story makes me lose my hope in humanity. So when the second lady finally came along, was like, okay, I'm going to escort you out. She was like, who was here first? And me and my boyfriend knew we, we were there first. Everyone knew that we were there first um the like the lady that was working the desk knew that and then we saw that there was a family with a three-year-old or like a two-year-old some sort of like toddler and they also had like a newborn baby like this baby was fresh out the womb and there were all these people like running to the front being like oh me 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 and then me and my boyfriend were like let the family with the newborn baby and the child go through first and even though we said that really loudly and the air stewardess had heard that there were still all these people being like me 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 i want to go first i want to go first and it's like oh my gosh how selfish can you be like honestly even if there were like some older people there that maybe um I guess there were chairs what we were saying so at least you know it's like just courtesy like if you're on the tube and somebody needs to sit down or like someone's pregnant you let them sit down and like there was this family there with these children and I can't believe that all these people like push into the front and we were like no 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 let these people through so luckily they got through on the first round we were really lucky that we got through on the like second sort of pickup where she came to pick up people and take them through um but yeah got a little got an uber went to the hotel, stayed in the hotel, we're like, you know what, we're just gonna have a real lazy day that day, we'll have a nice big lie-in, go down and have the hotel breakfast, and by the time, you know, we did all that, it was time to get back to the airport, and like, Although it was sad that we lost a day of our holiday, like it really, it's not that big of a deal. There are far, far far worse problems to have. So um, yeah, then we finally arrived in Dubai. We were supposed to have a night flight, so we didn't actually, so we were supposed to not lose any time traveling. And then in the end, we kind of lost a whole day of traveling. Um, So we ended up arriving, I think we arrived in Dubai about 1am in the morning. So... I, we luckily we didn't really get much jet lag because over there in the desert, I think a lot of people kind of come out at night when it's a little bit cooler and not as hot with the like beating sun. So um, we were like we had like such a lazy holiday. Like both of us are very like get up early early in the morning, like my boyfriend wakes up most days at like 4 or 5 a.m. Um, I still, I still get up early, but not quite that early. That is a different level. Um, so we were lying in most days until probably like mm, between 10 a.m. and midday. We we felt like such dossers. We were just like, you know what, we're just gonna have a chill. Um, we, we had like a, it was like the perfect mix between a chilled holiday and also like a, action-packed holiday because we did a lot but we didn't feel like exhausted from doing a lot if you know what I mean. Um, so I thought I would tell you sort of our itinerary what we got up to. So um, first day, woke up late, went out and had kind of like lunch for our breakfast. We went to Dubai Mall which I feel like is the first thing a lot of people do when they go to Dubai because it is also where, where we were staying. We, was, we decided to stay in um, downtown, the hotel that we stayed in was the SLs hotel, which would recommend we had a really good time there. It's not a sponsor or anything. just sort of let you know in case any of you are interested. um so we stayed downtown because that's kind of where most of the action is. It's where most of the center like where the mall is, where the Burj Khalifa is, all that kind of stuff. So the first day we were like proper tourists, went to the mall, got some sort of lunch for our breakfast, had a little walk around, um also oh my goodness, that mall is huge. We went there probably three days. Sometimes we would just go there for lunch or just for like a bite to eat, that kind of thing. Um, just have a little walk around and oh my goodness, like you could so, I mean luckily there were lots of signposts but you could so easily get lost and you could like, we, we probably only explored half the mall and that was within three days. Like you could literally like, Um, you know, there's like sort of of that trend where it's like, I'm going to go for a hot girl walk. You can literally go for a hot girl walk around Dubai Mall and get all your steps in and still not even make it halfway around. Like there were so many levels. We were looking on this map at one stage and we were like, there's this whole other area that we just haven't explored. I haven't even been to. It's quite fun. Also walking around, they kind of have different sections for like different levels. So obviously they have the food court, they have like the normal kind of shops and then they have the oh my goodness you need to like book an appointment to go into this shop to look at this thing which is worth millions of pounds shops so we just walked around the outside of that and that was really fun because in that sort of area it was obviously very quiet you have to be a certain level of wealth to kind of actually go into those shops so we had quite fun just quite a lot of fun just kind of walking around the outside like just kind of like poking our heads through just a little little nose um so that was good fun and then obviously we had to go up the Burj Khalifa that was cool went all the way up to the top I can't remember how Many floors is there's a hundred and something, and oh my goodness, it was high up. It wasn't as scary, I thought I was going to be more scared being at the top, and I thought the lift was going to feel more like zoom, like a roller coaster. Like it does feel like a little bit fast to start with, and then you kind of get used to the speed. Um, but no, the views from up there were incredible. And my boyfriend, as I said before, he went four or five years ago before and he was like oh my gosh that building's new that building's new that building's new like there are a lot of new buildings there like everywhere you go you can see like another skyscraper being built which was quite cool so yeah very different place to where i'm used to i'm used to living in the middle of nowhere in the countryside, in the UK. And this was um, in a city, in a desert, in a hot country. So it was basically like a polar opposite world to what I'm used to living in. Like the whole time I was there, this probably sounds really weird, but me and my boyfriend are both kind of like, we both like watching Star Wars. Um, We have like a Disney Plus account and like when there's a new like Star Wars series, we always make sure we watch it together. Like this, we're going to sound like such nerds. But the whole time we were there, because it's kind of like in a desert in like a big city, we were like, oh my gosh, it feels like we're in Star Wars, so there we go. Um, so yeah, we had a really good time first day. Um, went out to a really nice restaurant for dinner, had some food, that kind of thing. Um, so that was our first day done and dusted. That is what we did. Second day, we were going all in, it was time for the water park. So we went to I can't really, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one that's like at Atlantis, it's called like Aqua something. I'm so bad with names but there we go we went to the, you know the one that I mean the one that's got like the world record for the highest um what's it called the highest slide and the I think it is, has got the world record for the biggest water park don't hold that to me but I'm pretty sure it does so that was really cool um we were kind of like with this holiday we were like this holiday is going to be our motivation to work hard so some things where normally we would be like oh let's try and save some money on that we went a little bit like all out on this holiday so for example like we were kind of like the things that we couldn't have as kids we're gonna have them on this trip so at the water park we were like okay we're gonna get fast passes and i'm actually so glad that we did because if we hadn't have had them we probably wouldn't have been able to go on all the slides like we were there gates open ready to go until almost closing time and we only just managed to go on every single ride although one of our favorite kind of like I was gonna say rides, they're not really rides, they're slides, aren't they? (laughs) But you know what I mean? Uh, One of our favourite kind of attractions was the Lazy River. And it's so big that they actually have two Lazy Rivers. There's one where you can go in like a little, a little tube that you can sit in, you know, like a little donut kind of thing. And then there's also one where you wear just like life jackets and you kind of just bob around. And we just had so much fun doing that. Um, Also, all of the water there was like really warm. Obviously, we went in September. So that is like Summer just starting to go into autumn, not really that it's kind of like a country that has seasons, but it was basically like almost peak hotness. While we were out there, it was probably about 45 degrees. And the reason why we decided to go in September, that time of year, both of us leading up to Christmas is like a really busy time for both of our businesses. So we were like, okay, maybe that sort of time of year isn't great and then we were like didn't really want to go in the summer because i have i have a lot of work and horse shows and things in the summer as well also in the summer like kids are on school holidays people are finished with uni like everyone kind of goes on a summer holiday that time of year so um we decided you know what september everyone's thinking about going back to work school uni that kind of thing it'll be a lot quieter the flights were a lot cheaper as well so we're like you know what it's gonna be hot But we're going to brave the heat. So um, I am a very pale person. (laughs) I feel like I am just not designed for the heat at all. So uh, my top tips of surviving a water park in the middle of the desert in 45 degree heat is um, number one, I had a long sleeve swimming costume. Now this might sound a little bit weird to some people. Like I basically was looking up lots of like surfing, you know, long sleeve Sun rash kind of swimming costume, like not swimming costumes, but kind of like t-shirts, and all of them were either black, which I thought black in the heat is not going to be a good idea. Like I am going to roast. Um, and then all the other ones had like really weird patterns on, or were basically children's ones. Like all the women adult ones were dark colours. So I was like, I mean, it probably makes sense because wearing a white sewing costume can sometimes maybe be a little bit see-through. Mine was white, um, but luckily I made sure that my nips weren't showing because I wore a bikini underneath. So uh, that was my pro tip. I think my mine was from some like really cheap, you know, website that I, it was a last minute decision. I was like, this is the only one I can find. It's it's gonna we're gonna go for it. So luckily I did wear my bikini underneath because if not, I would have definitely exposed myself. Um so I wore that and um, I tell you what, it was pretty good. I had a little zip down, so I had my zip zipped up the whole time to make sure I didn't get burnt. Because I was like, if I'm in the water all day, I am definitely gonna get burnt. Like, even if I wore, I was wearing the whole day my factor 50. Baby sun cream. If you're also a pale person, would recommend b- baby sun cream because I don't know what it is, but it just works so much better than normal sun cream. So I had my yeah. Basically, I had a sun cream designed for a ginger baby vampire newborn that's allergic to the sun. That was what I was wearing. So um, and also um, oh yeah, I thought I would tell you how I did my hair as well because um, this is actually my first time getting my hair wet with my hair extensions like in a swimming pool I've done loads of swimming but a lot of the times I've just like not gone under the water so me and my hairdresser it was almost like a military operation we're talking about how to do this so um if anybody wants any pro tips or if you're blonde as well would recommend this so what I what I did was brush my hair out and sprayed like all over like properly saturated it with this spray that my hairdresser recommended from Beautyworks it's called the I think it's like 10 Miracle Wonder or 1 in 10 Miracle... Yeah, 1 in 10 like Miracle Wonder hairspray. And basically it protects your hair from the UV and also like from the chlorine, from salt water, that kind of thing. Because a lot of people, if you're in a hot country and your hair is in chlorine and you have blonde hair, a lot of people, their hair goes green. And I was like, you know what? I don't really fancy, you know, I don't think green's quite my colour. So I wore that in my hair and luckily my hair did not go green. And it also made my hair feel like really soft. If you don't have that, plastering your hair in conditioner is also like a top tip that she gave me. And then she also recommended me getting this Beautyworks shampoo that is designed to, it's like it totally strips all the stuff out your hair. So if you did have chlorine or salt water or that kind of thing, it gives it like a proper deep clean. So I did that. My hair is not green, so that is all good and um yeah, it all worked well. Oh, yeah, what I did was I wore my hair in a high bun because I thought if I have normally as I kind of have now, if you're an audio listener, then I'll describe how my hair is right now at the moment, I have my hair in like a slip back bun, so I have like a middle my middle parting showing, and if you're a pale person, you will know middle parting burn it is no joke, especially as after the burn, because it just goes bright red, and then like when it flakes off, it just looks like you have dandruff, which is probably not the best look, or not the look that I'm going for indeed, so um, anyway, I had my hair, so I didn't have a middle parting, I just slicked it all back, um, so my middle parting wouldn't get burnt, put it in a high ponytail, braided it or plaited it and then wrapped it round into a bun and that seemed to be the safest hairstyle for my extensions and for my hair and it worked out well I had no issues so there we go little pro tip there also um there was maybe one stage where I did get a little bit of heat stroke while we were at the um what's it called water park and And it wasn't when I was in the water. When you're in the water, it's fine. Like all the lifeguards actually had t-shirts and they all said safer in the water because when you're in the water, it's obviously cooler and it keeps your body temperature down and that kind of thing. It's when you're out of the water. So it was when we were kind of like walking from place to place or like standing in a queue. Again, would recommend the fast passes because we weren't standing in a queue for too long because that was when I started to feel like a little bit sick. And I didn't know if it was maybe from the travel or maybe from, you know, not drinking enough water. So me and my boyfriend were like okay let's have some lunch and also if you do have lunch there they have like a little cafe that we went into and it's like proper air conditioned and oh my goodness I did not realize how much I realized I needed to have a sit down in some air conditioning with some water until that moment so I felt a lot better after that had a little bit of a sit down a bit of water a bit of food made me feel a lot lot better so um then we went and did all the other slides and um oh this is gonna be okay this is gonna be embarrassing story number one um if you are this is just like a little, little disclaimer if you're warning don't worry this will all still be family family friendly or as family friendly as i can make it but um if you're eating and do not like the talk of bumholes um then maybe skip this section or pause it while you're still eating so um my, my dad's looking at me very confused, like, what is this girl going to start talking about? Um, so anyway, you know how on water slides, especially if you're a lady, they make you cross your legs, cross your arms, you're all good. You don't want any water, you know, going in places you don't want. <laughs> anyway, so I was all good, had everything crossed. But on this one slide, oh my goodness, I feel like... there should have been some sort of warning label on this because I felt absolutely like, I don't know how to describe it. I felt absolutely violated because all this water went right up my bum. I, I felt like I'd been like, I don't know. I'd, probably never been so squeaky clean up there like oh my gosh I hate to think what is in the water at the bottom of that slide because it didn't just happen to me I'm pretty sure the same thing happened to my boyfriend as well I don't know how it happened but there we go I don't we're, we're moving on that is my embarrassing story of the day so if you go on a really fast water slide just be careful of your bum just you know don't say I didn't warn you so there we go that was embarrassing story number one. I feel like it would be such a funny job being the lifeguard at the bottom of the slide, seeing everyone shoot out. I feel like also, I don't know if this is because I'm a smaller human compared to like my boyfriend or that kind of thing, or if it's due to like the way women are positioned with their like, body weight and fat index and that kind of thing but I found a lot of the slides like my boyfriend he was zooming out he was like oh my gosh that one was so fast and I was like yeah that was just all right like I remember slides being maybe like a little bit faster when I was younger I don't know but I just found a lot of like the really fast slides weren't really that fast for me but for him he was like I was trying to like hold on to the sides trying to slow down I was like yeah, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I should ask my brother that. He's really into like physics and that kind of thing. So he could probably tell me the, the physics behind that. Maybe it's like due to the, mm, 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 mm momentum and me not being as heavy but I found a lot of the slides just like weren't as fast as I was expecting the funniest slides though were the ones where you're in like a group of four people and you just get randomly coupled up with another couple and um it was one where I was like proper screaming and my boyfriend found it so funny every time I screamed like I am um, like when it comes to, like, I wasn't scared it was more like an excited scream like a Wah! like that kind of thing but there was this one girl that we were opposite and she was petrified she was terrified and it was so funny like her boyfriend was just like wetting himself laughing at her so um that was really funny it's always funny seeing like other people's reactions when you're on the same slide as them because there was one where um i don't know how to describe it. i always call them the toilet bowl ones but the way the ones where you go like really high up and down again um also i managed to if you've listened to my podcast where i talked about my greatest fears you'll know that one of them is claustrophobia And um, I I faced my fear. I've been on one of these slides before, but I was like, you know what? I don't know. I I just was like, I'm going to force myself to do something I don't like again. And he said, you know those ones where you like stand on like a trap door and then it releases. Um, I went on one of those and I did it again. And I was proud of myself. I did it. My boyfriend had never been on this before. And when I said, oh, should we do that? He thought I was joking. I was like, no, 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 let's do it. (laughs) He'd never been on one before, but he was fine. He was all good. Um, But yeah, that was my time at the water park. Also, Um, felt like, I don't know if it was my heat stroke came back a bit or if I just felt a bit sick again but I get like, I'm not like the worst person in the world but I do get a little bit travel sick sometimes and on our journey back I felt so bad because I started crying in the taxi. I'm not like a sicky person, I've probably, oh yeah sorry again if you're eating, don't worry I didn't throw up, I'm not gonna be talking about vomit especially for people who have metaphobia or whatever it's called where you're afraid of sick but anyway I just felt really ill in this taxi and I felt like the way of drive I don't know if maybe this is just our taxi driver but we talked to actually we talked to somebody who lives in Dubai that my boyfriend knows through someone else and we had a little chat with him for a while and that was really fun we went out to dinner together um but he was saying it's quite common the way that they like the traffic is quite bad at peak times especially if you're trying to get places and apparently like their method is very different to like the uk way like in the uk like our culture is queuing we're all very polite like on the motorway especially the m25 which we call the world's largest car park because everyone is just like stationary on there um it's very much like everyone just crawling really slowly like everyone just like going at a really slow pace just crawling along out there it was a little bit different it was as soon as the car in front starts moving you slam on the gas you're going and then as soon as you get right up to the back of them you hit on the brakes and oh my goodness I felt so sick because we just kept going zoom and then stop and then zoom and then stop because I think the way it is is basically if you leave a gap like normally you would somebody would just get in front of you so everyone's like everyone is on a mission everyone is going so the whole time I was just there like oh my gosh I'm gonna throw up I'm gonna throw up and I've only thrown up seven times in living memory like that is not much for a 22 year old adult so um there we go luckily I did not throw up but I did get to the stage where I was very very close I was like this is not gonna end well like I'm gonna have to open a window or something <laughs> like it wasn't good but it's all good made it to my hotel wasn't sick so that was the other bit that was really embarrassing because I think that the taxi driver was like oh my gosh why are you crying are you okay like is there anything I can do like and I was just like it's all good I'm just feel a bit sick and a bit heat stroke and it wasn't good but I had a little lie down after that had a nice cold shower, felt a lot better. So, um, what else? What did we do the day after? I'm trying to cool, this is really bad. Like <laughs> my memory. Oh yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I just remembered what I did now. Um so the next day was probably one of my favourite days, actually. Um we had a really chilled morning and then in the afternoon we went to um I think the hotel was called Dukes where they had it. And basically for my boyfriend's birthday, his grandparents got him a voucher to do um, I don't know what I don't I want to call it like a water jetpack, but it's not a jetpack that you wear kind of like over your shoulders. It's one where it's kind of like a hoverboard and like water shoots out and that propels you up into the air. So we did that at the beach there, and that was probably one of my favourite things at first, because you do go quite high. I was like, oh my goodness. Like I'm used to being high up on a horse. But this was next level, high up, and I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is scary." But luckily, you didn't like just like fall on your face if you fell over because again, you have to be quite well balanced. Um, Luckily, with my riding and I'm quite an athletic person, if I do say so myself. So my balance is all right. So luckily, I was I got the hang of it quite quickly. Actually, my boyfriend was like, "Oh my gosh, you." like got it straight away um so luckily I was all right with that once you kind of got your feet into the right position you kind of just held it there and um the way that we did it it was with a guy on a jet ski so you couldn't go too far away from the jet ski you had to stay pretty close so I just kind of like put my foot into a position and then I was just like circling around him and then he was controlling like how high you went so the thing I was most worried about was if I was going to fall and then I would fall into the jet ski because obviously if you fall into the water you're all good and you do have like a life jacket on and everything but I thought if I fall into that jet ski like that's gonna hurt but luckily he does it so um if you are going to fall or see that you're a bit unbalanced he makes you go a little bit lower so then you know you just kind of get lowered basically into the water rather than like tipping over. Um, so that was really good fun. If you ever had the chance to do one of those, me and my boyfriend were both like, that was probably the most, one of the most fun things we did in, ho- did in our hotel, did in our, on our holiday. So that was really cool. And then straight after that, we went to a beach club. Now this was a sky beach club. So basically it's at the top of the a skyscraper on the top floor there was like a a pool that went all the way around the outside like an infinity pool and then on the inside there was like a little restaurant inside and then they had like little beach beds around the outside and the one that we went to was called Aura I think it was Um, apparently we were talking to his friend that lives out here apparently it's like gold dust trying to get um, tickets for there luckily we booked it like way in advance so that's how we managed to um get our place there so that was probably the thing that we were like okay this is like one of the one of the more fancier things that we're doing on this holiday but um we were really lucky the side that we had booked on at first we were like oh no we've booked the wrong side because we booked the side kind of like in the sun and we were like oh my gosh we're gonna burn we're gonna swelter like we're gonna it's not gonna be good and then um after a few hours or like an hour, after like an hour, we were like, actually, no, we've definitely booked it on the correct side, because the other side, the shady side, um, yes, it was fine, like, when you kind of arrived there, we, I think we were there from 3 p.m. till 7 p.m., so at 3 p.m., it was a little bit, little bit on the hot side, um, where we were, but actually, when the sun kind of went down and we were on the side with the sunset as well so that was really lovely and also on the other side because obviously you could swim around the whole outside so you could you know go for a little swim see what everyone's up to like look around like basically from the top of a size this sounds mental but we were basically on the top of a (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) i really my that was such a tongue twister on the side of a skyscraper in a swimming pool god there's a lot of s's in this (laughs) looking out at the scenery there we go i've said my piece now (laughs) finally got that out um but no the views from up there were incredible and that was on the palm so there's like basically if you haven't heard of the palm it's like this bit of land that they've built out at sea where they've just you know put a load of sand and they've just made like a kind of like a an extension of land basically which is quite cool um So we were on there and we got to see all that. And that was pretty cool. We could also see a lot of the houses that were still being built. There were a lot of like dump trucks. So we were like just watching all the diggers and dumper trucks and that kind of thing. Um, Moving all the sand, doing all the stuff. Um, So yeah, that was really cool. Um and yeah so we were actually because the other side was really windy the shady side so we were like no we've lucked out we're on the good side got the warmth we've got the sun We've got the sunset so yeah that was incredible and also the water in the swimming pool i'm pretty sure they cooled it down because it was like pretty nippy but when you first got in but then it was like perfect temperature and kept you nice and cool i think that was the one question that i got asked the most like you're literally in a desert. How did you not fry? Especially, I am not designed for the heat, as I've said before. Um, but actually, like everywhere you went, there was aircon, like in all the taxis and all the buildings. And then when you were in like a pool, a lot of them were cooled down. Um, we went to the, we went in the, well, we went in the sea a few times. Once when we did the water jetpack thing once where we were at like a beach club for dinner and we want we decided to walk down to where the sea was and we had a little paddle that was fun um and then also once we did jet skiing I got a bit of seawater on me um but the seawater out there especially that time of year oh my gosh it felt like hot tub water it felt like bath water like it was so warm when over here in the UK I'm used to you know getting in the sea and it is freezing like it takes your breath away that sort of level of cold (laughs) even when you like go on holiday to like some countries even in the summer like the sea is like a little bit on the nippier side um but this was like water i'd never experienced before it was mind-blowing how like warm it was um also the other thing when we were at the water park that i didn't talk about you get these like little socks complimentary for free um and they have like little grips on the bottom so you don't slip over basically the socks were so you don't get your feet burnt from walking on the um kind of hot ground and oh my gosh we actually we did so much walking that our socks wore wore through so we had to get another one and I had this little patch on my foot where my sock had worn through and my foot was like burning so I was kind of like going around on my little tippy toes um but yeah there we go make sure you pick up your socks if you ever go to um that water park uh what else was talking about so yeah we had the beach club then we went out for food we also, we, we also in between the beach club and our like dinner reservation because a lot of our dinner reservations were probably around like nine, ten o'clock, like pretty late at night because that's kind of just when everything happens. Um, We decided we were like such kids in one of the malls that we went to. We decided to go to this arcade and we just played in the arcade, which was really fun. Um, oh, another question that I got asked quite a bit was like, like what did I wear? And I found, especially as a pale person, I did like cover up quite a bit. Number one, because I'm in a foreign country and I want to be respectful of their culture, but also number two, like it just stopped me getting burned and I didn't have to apply sun cream there. So that was a win-win. My kind of go-to outfit was white linen trousers, t-shirt, and then like a long, um, like white shirt. I felt like a long white shirt was a really good way of like covering my shoulders. I think that's the one thing where, like obviously it's a very... Um, like global country they have so many different cultures and people that live there and visit there like Dubai is a very touristy area but still I wanted to be respectful so a lot of the time I always had like my shirt on me and had like my shoulders covered I think um that was like if you have your knees covered and your shoulders covered you're definitely all good that's normally I'm pretty sure what a lot of people said I did a lot of research before I went as well but um a lot like a lot of the places I did see like it was kind of like spot the brit it was like everywhere you could see like someone in like shorts and like a tank top like I feel like the one thing that was like if you wore like a normal t-shirt you're probably all right it was if you wore something with like spaghetti straps that I would say um luckily the whole time like I wasn't asked at all to like cover up or anything like that so um but yeah that's just something to think about but also a lot of like the places I'd say wearing like a white shirt over the top is a good idea because when you're inside there's a lot of air con so having that extra layer just to keep you warm in places is quite a good idea um but also you know in the heat wearing like a white shirt actually it helps quite a lot with the heat as well so um that would be my go-to recommendation of an outfit if you're going um a lot of all the also all the dresses that i wore to dinner were maxi dresses as well which i felt very elegant in and then um a lot of the time i either had like little white shirt over the top if we were traveling places um a lot of the time it's all good you know bin restaurant that kind of thing we were in very touristy areas as well um or like my boyfriend actually this worked quite well my boyfriend would wear a blazer with his like outfit all dressed up nice obviously I was dressed up in my maxi dress and then we were when we were going places like where we were in Aircon. I'd wear the blazer while he was boiling because he's like one of those people that just get really hot and I'm one of those people that get really cold and then um yeah basically I'd wear his blazer and then when we got somewhere he'd like wear it to look smart and I'd be all good so (laughs) that was that's also a little thing that we did um oh yeah okay we're now gonna we're now gonna start getting oh yeah we okay i'm I'm debating when to tell the story but i feel like i'll tell it now on one of the days we decide this is the this you thought the bumhole story was embarrassing we are now going for probably an uh, even more embarrassing story so um my boyfriend loves skiing and for his birthday um his family very kindly got me and him a pass to dubai ski i think it's called dubai dubai ski basically there's this um it's in the air Air, and up now Oh my gosh! I really can't talk today. It's in the Emirates Mall. There, I think I'm just talking too fast. I'm too excited to tell you this embarrassing story. Anyway, it's in the Emirates. Oh my gosh! Stop it! <laughs> it's in the. Ev- I've forgotten how to talk now. Anyway, basically, in this mall, there is this skiing place that you can go to, and it is it is next level wild. Basically, you're in a desert in a building where there is real snow. Now, I have... I've skied before, but never on snow. So I don't want to be like one of those people who be like, oh yeah, I know how to ski or anything like that. Um, especially as I feel like a lot of people do that with horse riding. They're like, they've ridden a horse once when they were seven and then they go to a horse riding place and be like, oh yeah, I know how to ride. I can canter and they can barely like sit a trot. So I didn't want to be that person. But when we were filling out all the forms, my boyfriend was like, it's fine. You've done like dry slopes, dry slopes before. And I was like, yeah, but that was... For me, probably about eight, nine years ago, I think I was like 13 or 14 at the time when I did it. Basically, my school did this thing called extracurricular where every other Friday on a Friday afternoon, you could do like a fun activity. So one of the activities that we did was to go to our local like ski dry slope. You obviously had like loads of different options of doing loads of different things, but I thought that was really cool. So um, I did that with my friends and I really enjoyed it. And I've never actually like been skiing before. I feel like that's such like a stereotypical thing that a lot of like horsey people do because a lot of people think horse people money, skiing. Anyway, so I've never skied before. It's something I've wanted to do for a while. So we decided, you know what? For my first time skiing, how about learning to ski in a desert? Um. Anyway, my boyfriend was helping me fill out all the emergency contact forms, that kind of thing. And I was like, what level should I put? I was like, I know that I'm not like a complete beginner, but I'm also like, not good. Like, I was good when I was 13 on a dry slope, but that is very different. And that's like saying... I'm good at being led on a horse kind of thing. So anyway, um, he, he was like, you'll be fine. You're all good. I was like, okay, he was like, I'll teach you. I was like, okay, okay. Um, so the, they had this like baby slope, which was kind of like a test slope where they had um, three kind of like slalom sticks, but they weren't actually sticks. They were literally like, they were kind of like, I don't know how to say, they were like hairy. They were like kind of like grass. I think That's the way to describe it. So if you did accidentally go over it, you wouldn't injure yourself or, break anything so um it was like a very tiny little gradual slope there were three little sticks and I had to go in and out of them first time I managed to go in and out of two and then I had a little bit too much speed to do number three and the guy was like it's fine go again and I was like okay did all the sticks and I was like I'm a pro skier look at me I did all the things I passed the test I'm obviously good enough now this is where this is where things go down so um At Dubai, if you've ever been to the skiing at Dubai, you'll know what I'm talking about. But I'm going to try and describe what it's like. So um, if you can imagine down the middle is where they have like the little chairlift. To the right is where they have the ski school. And then there's like a middle bit, which is kind of like your average slope. And then on the left, they have um, the expert only trail. Now me and my boyfriend thought you know what first time down like the slope we'll go to the, we'll get off the ski like lift at the middle and we'll go down the middle one. We couldn't go in the ski school one because obviously they have lessons there and it's basically to make sure that nobody wipes out a beginner. Um, I probably should have been in that area but they were not doing lessons at that point or they were only doing private lessons you had to book in advance so my boyfriend was like it's fine. He was like I'm gonna go down first so I can actually remember how to like ski again did that. So I waited at the middle for, with him. And then he was like, okay, you go down first. I'll watch you how you do. And then I'll shout at you, you know, what you need to do. Now with my lessons from skiing that I did when I was 13, 14, all I could remember was like, this is how simple I was taught. All I could remember was pizza and chips. If you want to go fast, you go, you have your skis parallel. They're your chips. If you want to go slow, you do your pizza where it's like a triangle or like a snowplow. I think snowplows the more like used term, So I thought, it's all good. If I just snowplow, that's me breaking and that's me stopping. I'll just go slow. So um, at this point, I did not realise that with skiing, you have to go side to side to slow down. So what did I do? I went straight down, head first, zoom. Basically, I just went down the whole thing in snowplow, trying to stop. And I was like, Oh, I didn't like scream or anything. It was okay. It was all internalised. I didn't really realise it was happening until it was happening. I was like, I'm going way too fast. I'm going to way too fast. I'm not slowing down. I cannot stop. I'm out of control. Um, luckily, my I'd say my steering is great. Like I can steer skiing, all good. What I couldn't do was stop. Um, so what did I end up doing? Um, because obviously it's in a mall you don't have that much space. My boyfriend was saying, apparently when you do go proper skiing, there's a bit more space, you know, between where it kind of like goes level and you can actually stop. With this, it was like mountain and then there was like some like fence netting kind of thing. So what did I do? I zoomed straight down fast as I could, went head over heels over the netting, landed with my bum sticking out in front of this guy and he was like, oh, oh, madam, are you okay, and I was like, yep, I'm all fine, (laughs) got up wiping snow off all of me, and I was like, oh, I'm a little bit shaken up, so went back on the baby slope, kept doing my little exercise around the slalom, all good, could do that, and then my boyfriend was like, yeah, you do know you do need to go side to side to slow down, and I was like, well I did not know that (laughs) so um I got a little bit upset I was like really frustrated with myself I was also a bit embarrassed and I was also a little bit like oh my goodness this is scary like a bit shaken up um so had a little cry and I was like this is not good it's not going well um my boyfriend was very kind very understanding he was like it's okay you're like he was really like supportive he was like go on girl he was like my cheerleader did the baby slope like loads of times I was like okay he talked to one of the guys at the ski place and they were like, um, from the, there was like, kind of like a bit that you could enter through the ski school where it was kind of like, instead of halfway down, it was like a third way down, I want to say. So um, we went, or like, yeah, a third way down. So he was like, go from there, go side to side, follow me, we'll go and like, basically like, just go don't go like down the slope, go across it. So we did that, went across side to side, side to side. And then I started to get my confidence back, could do that. And then once I was really happy with doing that, we um, went back on the ski lift, like the proper one, not the ski school one. Um, and I went down the slightly steeper bit from the halfway point, managed to do that, did that a few times. And then I was starting to feel really confident, was really good. And then he was like, do you want to go from the top? I was like, go on then. So um, I got my confidence back. started to get a bit cocky, but it was all good. Um, Went from the top. That was great. And then he was like, do you reckon you can do the top slalom on the expert side? Now, as I said before, the expert side was on the left. But where the halfway point was, you could either go left to go down like the regular bit that I'd been doing at the beginning, or you could go right, which was like, the extreme expert, which anyone who's actually really good at snow, at skiing will probably be like, that is not excre- extreme expert. That is nothing like a black run. Like, I'm a pro skier. Girl, you are some noob, some beginner. So, you know for me it felt like the extreme um ski run so what i did was went down from the top managed to do the slalom perfectly i was so chuffed with myself i was so happy and then i would go down the right side which was you know the side next to the ski school where it was a little bit less of an incline um and then it was my time it was my time and i was like you know what i'm pumped I'm ready. I can do this. I know how to stop now. I just go side to side. It's all good. I decided to go down the extreme expert run. So I went down that and as I was going down, I was like, oh, I'm going quite fast. And then I realised, oh, um, I am too scared to turn. Um, I If I turn to do the side to side thing to slow down, I think i will fall over so (laughs) halfway down the extreme expert bit, um i just went very 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 fast but it was all good i stayed on and i managed to stop at the bottom so there we go went down the extreme expert bit a few more times where i went side to side and it was all good so i would really like to go on a skiing holiday at some point now because i feel like skiing is one of those things that is not as easy to do when you're an older person so I feel like while I'm young, I want to get my skiing done. You know, my parents always say you shouldn't do skiing over the age of like 40 because they know so many people from um, working in like emergency services, doctors, that kind of thing, um, who have hurt themselves from skiing as a 40 plus person or basically their knees. They're like, that's what my dad always says like I will never ski again because I'm over 40 and I do not want to hurt my knees so um yeah I want to try and go on a skiing holiday at some stage before before I get too old (laughs) I'm only 22 but still I feel like um I feel like most people by this sort of age have been like skiing before like you, you have all the people that like go on family skiing holidays every year like I've had people ask me like at like posh horse shows and events being like oh where do you ski and I was like My local dry slope. No, I didn't actually say that. I just say I've never been skiing before. But there are some people and they just like assume that you've been skiing before. I'm like, no, no. I might like, you know, talk with a southern kind of British posh accent at times. But no, I've never been skiing. So um, there we go. That was my skiing adventure, learning how to ski in a desert. So there we go. if you ever go skiing, make sure you go side to side and not straight down to slow down. I learned the hard way. But there we go. Didn't injure myself. All good. Um, another thing that we did was we went on a desert safari. So um, I, it didn't... Well, I guess you, it was kind of like a safari. But for me, I always think a safari like you're spotting animals. Like in, you know, when you're in Africa and that kind of thing. Or, um, but we went basically... I don't even know how to describe it. We were in these um, four by fours going across the desert. And oh my goodness at times it did feel like it was gonna like, you know, the car was gonna tip over a bit. We had the most awesome driver. He was so funny, so lovely. And also we were sharing a car with these um, two ladies from New York. And um, I felt like we could not be like more polar opposites. And we were both like laughing at each other's reactions so much. So... Um, There were these two ladies and they were proper, like, oh my, like, proper, like, I don't want to do an impression because I'm so bad at impressions, but they were, like, proper American, like loud that kind of thing and then there was me and my reaction to the screaming I think they found even they found even more funny like they were wetting themselves they found my reaction hilarious because I was I was like I don't know what it is but I think I I think I go a little bit like even more posh with my accent when I'm scared (laughs) so I honestly sounded like that TikTok audio where it goes oh great heavens that was me um when we were on this four by four there was one bit and I was just like. Oh my goodness. Like I was I sounded like a proper like British posh mother that was clutching her pearls. That was me and we were both just like laughing at each other and it was so funny. We were, we had the best time. And there was also this one bit and um we went down like the sand dunes on this like little board. Um you could either go down like a snowboard or you could just like go down on your bum. After my skiing incident I was like, you know what? I'm just going to sit on the board. I'm not going to try and snowboard it down oh my goodness coming back up those sand dunes was one workout tell you that if you ever want to go on a workout just walk up and down some sand dunes oh my gosh because when you're in the sand as well you're proper like sinking as well um we also went to like a little like show afterwards where we were sitting outside that was the only i think that was the only meal we actually had sitting outside so it was still pretty warm but by that stage it was later on in the holiday like you do just get used to the heat um so we had a lot lot of like traditional cuisine um sitting outside which was nice they also did some shows um there was like a fire breather and like a belly dancer and that kind of thing so that was pretty wild that was quite cool um and then yeah I think the rest of the time we just had a bit of chill um by the pool that kind of thing so yeah I feel like that was our holiday I think they were all the kind of really interesting things that happened um yeah I don't know how long I've been talking for I don't know if this is an extra an extra long episode or if it's not I feel like I'm so bad at my podcast I literally just I sit here and I ramble for a very long time so I've just been informed I've been talking for 53 minutes so don't worry gonna wrap it up soon guys but um yeah I think if you've listened to the end thank you for listening. But also, um, yeah, I just want to say how grateful I am to all of you for watching or listening to the podcast and watching my content and, you know, following and downloading episodes and that kind of thing. I really, really do appreciate it because you are the reason that I've been able to go on such a lovely holiday and um, also have something where that I'm so excited to come back to. I feel like I was definitely at the stage where I really needed a holiday and I feel like I feel bad saying that because I have such a lovely job and I'm so lucky to be working with the horses and that kind of thing. But I feel like everybody gets to the stage where they're like, okay, I just need a little bit of time off, just need a little bit of a break. And also, the whole time, actually, the whole time where things went wrong or funny things happened, I was like, oh, I cannot wait to tell the podcast about this. Cannot wait to tell you guys. Especially when I, you know, was looking up at that man while I was half over this fence with my bum in the air in snow with my skis on. I was like, yep. this is a this is something to tell the grandkids this is a memorable memory <laughs> so um yeah thank you again for listening i really really do appreciate it and um i hope you found today's podcast interesting hearing what i got up to um but yeah thank you so much for listening thank you so much to red post for sponsoring the podcast and this episode and i'll see you all next time bye